It's the Mixtape Queens. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of the Mixtape Queens podcast, where we bring you the most talented voices in the industry. Today's guest is Descendant, a New York City artist who's a songwriter and filmmaker devoted to illuminating and celebrating African-American history through music and storytelling. Welcome, Key. Welcome. Thank y'all for having me. I like the intro. The intro was fine. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know what? I be working. I be working on them intros, okay? I love the artists that come on to the podcast, so I do my best to highlight uh, the beautiful parts that I've seen from you guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And from from other artists, I'm pretty sure every artist, including myself, really appreciates that. Um, people are excited. Uh, and you, a little research and things of that nature, like it, it means a lot to me. So thank you. Honestly, I, I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. You deserve it. You're doing so much. You know, you're not just a music artist and you're a leader and you're out there spreading your message and your light, uplifting people. So yes, thank you. You deserve it. And we celebrate that. I appreciate that. And I, I just, I just try to do my best to uh, grow every day and evolve as much as I can. That's my like daily goal besides being an artist and just trying to be a better human being wherever I go and be a light. You know, so that's that's important to me as well. So thank you. Of course, of course. So can you tell us, tell everyone that's listening a little bit more about yourself, some background, like where are you from and what inspired you? Um that's uh I'm very long winded. So if I if I get long winded, just just to say, you know, calm down. Let her rip. <laughs> Let her rip. But now, uh, I'm from Newport News, Virginia. Um, so yeah, start there. Um, what influenced me the most is being free. Freedom influences me. And I feel like hip hop gave me, amplified my voice, um, to the world to tell my story where I come from, what I view as important or what should be talked about, um, from my standpoint on that stage and on that mic or even off the stage and off the mic. Cause I feel like so many times artists or people in general, you know, are, are maybe very talented, but are horrible human beings. And I don't want to be that type of person, not to say I'm the most talented in the world. So uh, my biggest influence as far as, uh, as an artist is Tupac. Um, and not only for his music, creativity but also his mistakes i learned a lot i learned a lot of lessons from his mistakes his errors um i don't put him on a pedestal but i put him as a person that was just trying to figure it out like everyone else and that's all we're trying to do at the end of the day because life is all about service for others so i just try to be a shining example of what a human being um truly is and that's a flawed but still evolving person through his life. So that's my biggest influence. I know, again, that was long-winded, but hey. No, we loved it. We love it. Yes, tell us about how you got started doing music. Well, it was actually through education, believe it or not. Oh, in my early stages of learning, 
Um, I was a very, I don't know what they call it. I guess a hands-on student. Like I couldn't, I wasn't a type of student that being sitting in the desk all day, raising my hand like that, that was, I would lose interest very quickly. Um, so my mother used to teach me and through song and rhythm on like learning different things like counting or learning where I live, my address, the zip code and telephone number, just simple things of that nature. Cause I always, in my early stages of life, always had a love for music, um, and rhythm, melodies and cadences and things of that nature. So that began my, um, I guess, love for music and passion for it to the point where I started writing poetry. That's how it began then it turned into songs and raps and things of that nature. That's pretty interesting that you said that because as soon as you said that you were not one of those kids that would just see it and get it. Like you had to have someone do kind of like one-on-one, you know, you're a hands-on type of person. And a lot of people that are super talented are just like that. You know, when you're younger, they say you have ADHD because you can't focus. Right. But the real thing is that you're not focused on what's in your soul that inspires you and makes you feel good. Because you're a visionary and you're an artist and you're a creator and that's not harnessed in this public school system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's funny you say that. Because I truly believe that, um, well, thank you for saying that, first of all, because in the beginning, it wasn't, especially growing up in, at the time that I was growing up in, in the South, being a black boy, um, it wasn't deemed as that. It was being deemed as uh, insubordinate and um, not focused. It was almost like I have a learning disability to that because I couldn't sit in a desk for an hour, two hours, and just sit at my desk all day and do work, they deemed it as a problem, as an issue. And it wasn't because I had a learning disability. It was just because I was just bored. I wasn't being challenged enough or it wasn't exciting to me. It's almost like reading. And it's like, it's, it's not that kids don't like reading. It's just that kids don't like the stuff that y'all make them read. It's a big difference. If if it was something that was interesting to them, that sparked their interest, they would read the book. You know what I'm saying? Every page. But if you if you have a curriculum that's just the same old stuff that, like the same stuff that I was learning, I found out like my uncle, or my mom was learning. It's like, well, of course, it's it's a dinosaur. Um, uh, education and it's not evolving. So every new generation, if, you know, you're going to have issues. And I was one of those kids where I couldn't sit all day. Like I had to, I had to stand up. I had to walk around or I have to like use my hands or listen to sounds and things of that nature. Uh, that's how I got into instruments as well, because it got me out of just sitting in my desk. I'm learning music. I'm learning how to read music and play instruments and things of that nature as well. Um, so it, it was very hard for me in the beginning because the trouble that I had with a lot of teachers because I couldn't just sit in my desk. 
So I, I really believe that I was prepared for the school to prison pipeline because of my, I guess, behavior, as they would say. Right. And they're training us to be slaves for a minimum wage and to do as we're told. And so sad for these kids. You know, nowadays, a lot of these schools are just not harnessing their abilities. They're, they're being suppressed. Not even just their abilities. They're not even telling them the correct history. Yes. Yeah, they're just taking out. Now they're just, it's a war going on between taking out the completely the history. Mm. Of, uh, what is it? Critical race theory? What? Now, now they're trying to take out that. Like, and it's because a lot of people feel uncomfortable. And to be honest with you, it's, it's a lot of the older generation feels uncomfortable that their grandkids will see their faces in these pictures of doing racist things like Jerry Jones when uh, his picture was in where I guess black students are trying to get into school and he's there and all of a sudden when the picture comes out, oh, I was just a spectator, really? You know, and, and, and that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of their kids or their grandkids knowing what they did. Mm-hmm. So now they're trying to erase history and slavery and Jim Crow law and all of these things because they don't want to be held accountable for it, you know, right. but you know, it's sad, it's frustrating, but it's, it's been going on for so long. And now they're trying to challenge woke, um, in Florida. They, they don't even know what woke means. Most of these people were trying to ban it. If you ask them what woke means, they just stuck. They have no clue. They just see black people using it. And now they want to ban it. They, they want to control it because you know, anything that black people create, they are trying to control or control the narrative or trying to take over it and put their own little twist on it. But it always fails. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, 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 I go off. So I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I've often thought that this, not that it's going to fix everything, but a lot of situations don't even have to escalate to that extent. It's, you're afraid of your children or grandchildren seeing you do something racist in the past and that's not how you are now, then you shouldn't fear people posting that stuff. That's a good opportunity for you to really express what it was like for you on that side growing up and people telling you that being racist to Black people was okay. If you learn from it, you have nothing to be ashamed of. There shouldn't even be any laws made against teaching that. Absolutely. So I just wanted to say that, but I think what you're doing is so powerful and I love it and I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm, I am nothing without the people. So um, thank you. And I'm proud of you guys for giving artists like me a platform to, to use our voice to reach people because honestly, I tell people all the time, I can have, I can believe I have all the talent in the world, but if nobody buys my music, how talented am I? Or nobody believes in me or comes out to my shows or, or have the conversations with me on social media, you know, like artists, we, we need that. It's a, it's a, um, give take thing or not even give take, which is pouring into each other. So I am hip hop, me, I am nothing without people. So. I'm uh, thankful. Yeah, I feel you. Me too. Speaking of that, 
what is your creative process like? Do you write your music or do you freestyle it? Um, I'm mostly right. Mostly right. Um, if I freestyle, like if I hear a beat and I start freestyling, I know this is just, this is the beat that I need. You know, uh, is my creative process has changed a lot. Uh, like I'm working on this uh, new music now and it's the first time I'm really like taking my time on writing to the point where I'm, I'm writing at random places, whether I'm on a train, whether I'm walking, whether I'm going grocery shopping and I stop to write a few bars, then go back to grocery shopping. Well, yeah, I, it just, it comes at random moments and, um, it's, I've been enjoying the process of just really taking my time and not to say I've been rushing throughout my whole life, but just really taking my time of not forcing something or not forcing to write a song. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Let me stop. Let me go out and live a little bit more. Let me go for a walk or let me just come back to it to see if it hits me then. And most likely it would. And I'll maybe finish the song or finish that bridge that I was trying to do or finish the hook um, instead of forcing something. Because every time I force something, or artists in general, I feel like every time we're trying to force something, it usually come out as, yeah, I don't like you know, so I'm just really taking my time and just writing at random places. I know it, it sounds crazy, but then it's happened. Like yesterday, I went grocery shopping and I'm working on, I'm listening to a beat on in my headphones and I like just stopped, stood there for like a good five minutes and wrote like 10 bars because it just hit me. Then I could have nothing more. Then I like went back to grocery shopping. So it's, it's, it's that random now. It makes sense that you write because these are not your average um, lyrics that, you know, you might find through a lot of carbon copy hip hop that's out there. These are powerful issues. Like we said, you're you're shedding light on this broken system and how people have to stick together. We need each other and we need to be knowledgeable. We need to share the knowledge. And, you know, it's not just black, Asian, Hispanic, white. Everybody's out here suffering. It's all a modern day slavery system that has continued. And nobody's really free until you break through that, you know, that mindset and start waking up. And, you know, those lyrics are everything. So, yeah, I like that. You're riding on the train at the store. That's some New York shit right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I was starting to feel like maybe because I'm turning into a New Yorker. That's probably why. Because at first I wouldn't. Like, I will only, my writing process was, I, like, I have to write at home. Mm. You know, or in the studio. Um, those are the only two spots when I was really writing. Then when I started to, like, travel more. Like it'll be on a bus or I'll be at the airport or I'm on tour and in the middle of the night, I wake up and I, I write a few bars, go back to, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's been very, uh, random, but I'm, I'm really enjoying this, uh, just, just writing in random spots. It's, it's dope. Right. That inspiration is all around you. It seems like, yeah, yes. that's, that's the moment. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So tell us some of the issues that you faced in the music industry. Oh, wow. Where do I start? <laughs> um, uh, my biggest thing is the box. I call it the box. And the box is because 
music and hip hop has become commercialized. It's it's become they they need to categorize you or put you in a box in order to sell you to people or sell you to an audience. So, you know, when people hear my music, I never put myself in a box because my topics can range from anything that comes to my mind. And if I feel like if I put myself in a box, the moment I step outside of that box, you're going to say, hey, that's not you. And it's like, no, it is me because I'm a human being and I had different experiences. I grow, I evolve. My mind now wasn't the same mindset that I had 10 years ago. So I think the biggest thing is like the box of, oh, I'm a conscious rapper or, or he's a uh, political rapper or he, oh, this person is a positive Like I, I don't really like labels or uh, boxes. Now for the fan, you know, whatever they feel comfortable with, you know, it's up to the people. But for me, it's just like, I don't, I don't really subscribe to that because the moment I do the industry, like I said, the moment I step outside of that or do a song that's a 180, the industry is going to look at me like you're not being yourself or that's not your brand, which in my opinion, only thing that brand means is being you, whatever you is, that's your brand. It's not this, um, this made up like cartoonish or this this stigma that we create about ourselves this mystique of our brand is and all oh, i'm stepping outside my brand but i'm like my brand is me it's being genuinely me and i think that's that's the biggest thing um number two is the scams of the industry that um i deal with as far as promoters and you know the whole I, I joke about it a lot on my social media with the skits that I had, but just paying to perform. Like there's so many artists out there that's being taken advantage of because they don't know their true value. Because at the end of the day, there's no, there will be no music promoter without the artist. You know what I mean? So me paying 500, 200, 150, whatever the amount is to perform just doesn't add up, doesn't make sense to me. Social media game changers. Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? It's time to step up your game with the Mixtape Queens. We specialize in all things social media, from graphic design, music, photography, and videos. We got everything you need. Whether you're a business looking to boost your brand, an influencer looking to expand your following, or wanting to just get yourself heard, the Mixtape Queens got you. Wanna contact us? Go to our website at mixtapequeens.com. Especially when the crowd is coming to see me and you mean I don't get paid, but I have to pay you to perform at a venue that I could book myself and I could get other artists to collaborate with and do a show myself. How does that make shit? And it's an old hustle, but you know, a lot of artists, you know, they call it starving artists. And I, I kind of hate that word too, but the reason when I call it that, because the starving artist is just looking for opportunity to perform. They don't know their value yet. They're not interested in the business. So they're just looking to get on any stage knowing real reality, they can get on that stage themselves. But being that, you know, they, they just look at it as, oh, I'm performing and not looking at the bigger picture. 
they can take advantage of. So just dealing with janky promoters of trying to get over on you with the, you know, I get the emails and the DMs and it's just like, no. And, you know, once you say no, they try to, uh, you know, some of them will get upset or, you know, say, oh, you, you're not serious about your art and you don't want to invest in yourself, but it's just like, man, get out of here. Like out of my face with that. Like that even, that doesn't even make sense. You know, so that's another thing. Um, honestly, there's a lot of, uh, discrimination in the music industry, especially when it comes to women that I see, it may not, you know, being out, not a woman and it may not affect me personally, but if, as far as when I see my other friends that who are women in the industry go through, um, when it comes to collaborating with other artists or producers, uh, when it comes to shows, um, just how they're respected, how they're treated or what they're expected to do, favors and over-sexualized, all of these things that happens in the industry, underground, or I don't even call it underground, independent or major. It's uh, it's a huge problem. Um, and you've got to do better. I, I do my best to call it out or try to look out for my friends and by going to, and they got a studio session, they invite me. I'm just there just to feel the vibe and make sure they feel comfortable. Just things of that nature um, that, you know, women have to go through, especially black women, you know, because the moment a black woman that's an artist makes a mistake or that's drunk or high and whatever, whatever, people feel like they can take advantage or the rumor goes out that they're unprofessional and nobody wants to work with them because it's like they get one mistake and it's over you know, or their careers is tarnished forever off that one mistake. And it could be so small, but because how the industry views women, it, it, it makes it even tougher for them to break through. So those are just a few things, like I said, I don't want to be long, but those are just a few things, uh, that I have a problem with, um, just struggling in the industry for, you know? Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of challenges that are facing the music industry. Tell us some more about the upside of your music career and your activism. Um, well, as far as the activism, um, I can say the biggest thing is using my platform to speak truth to power um, and actually connecting with people who are also on that same wavelength or that vibration and actually doing something not only on the stage, but off the stage, like coat drives or, uh, food banks or volunteering, um, at, uh, events where we're, uh, having, um, events for the kids, back to school events, book, bo book bag drives and school supply drives. I've worked with, uh, organizations like student dream. It's a great organization that, uh, teaches young artists, um, high school and college students on how to be an independent artist, how to release a song, how to make money off of that song, how to, uh, host events and make money off the events, contracts, how to record music, songwriting. All of that stuff. Um, we recently did a video uh, called "Like Like King," 
um, to raise funds uh, for the organization to continue to teach young kids about uh, financial literacy, right? And did a song and shot the video out in LA. It was a great experience. I uh, worked with Black Lives Matter of Greater New York, which is another organization about the people um, who drives um, from clothes drives, back to school, book bag drives, um, feeding people free food, so many things that uh, that organization has done and I've been a part of uh, for the people, you know, and not, a, and not looking for handouts or pats on the back, but just looking for, we have to do this for ourselves at the end of the day. We all know what the government is about. We all know the system don't care and never will care. It's not going to change. So we have to take the power within ourselves to be the change that we want to see through our actions. So I feel like, yes, it's important for me to speak about it on the stage and in my music and my videos, but it's so important for me to do that off the stage, to be that same human being off the stage, wherever I'm at. So that's the upside of hip hop culture. Cause I feel like it's a big difference between hip hop culture and the music industry and two different things. And I'm a part of the hip hop culture and I'm just an artist in the industry, not an industry artist. So, yeah. That's beautiful. That's powerful. And wow. I mean, that's just beautiful. I just want to say thank you for putting yourself out there like that and being that light for young people, all kinds of people around the world. I think it's pretty amazing what is capable from people nowadays just with this tiny device in the palm of our hands right yeah. um i just hope that this can be a message to anybody out there who's listening to stop using social media as a distraction and start using it to heal yourself and heal the world i'm a big believer in instagram i love instagram i i had an awakening through instagram Mm -hmm. And I met my wife on Instagram. I run my business oh, on Instagram. That's beautiful. So I'm a big believer that, you know, we have the world in our hands at this point. And, you know, talking about the music business being separate from hip hop culture. Yes, exactly. And, and that's what a lot of these young artists need to be educated about. Um, you know, the music industry in the past six years has doubled what it's ever been so this is the time i mean if you do music right now and you're serious this is the time to shine mm. put yourself out there find out what makes you happy find out what drives you and what uplifts you and through that you'll help upli uplift others and that's what it's all about at the end of the day um again pouring into each other and it's funny, that's how I met y'all. I met y'all through Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I am I, I definitely use social media as a tool. In the moment, I feel overwhelmed or feel like social media is getting crazy. At one particular point, I log off. Because we, we got that power too. You know what I'm saying? You know, people do detox and things. There's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I'm just like, all right, if, if it gets too ignorant or if it, I feel like, Maybe I need to unfollow this page. Maybe I need to unfollow this person. Or maybe I just need to log off because now the whole timeline is whatever nonsense that I'm not into, I'm just supposed to watch it, you know? So if we, we also have that power too, to log off and to do something else. But I definitely use social media as a tool 
the best way I can to reach people because everything I do on social media is to engage. That's it. It's really to engage with people. It's it's not really to, um, although, you know, I do use comedy as a way to engage people, but it, it's like, I like talking to people. I like having conversations. I like people in comments. Like I like DMs and having private conversations about something that I said or something that influenced somebody. Like I, I get those and those what keeps me, that what keeps me going. Um, and I like doing it on other people's pages. I like, if there's something I like, I like it. I comment or I share it, whatever it is. You know what I mean? I think, you know, that's what it's here for. That's what it's made for. It's called, you know, well, I feel like when it's called social media or social networking, and that's what it truly is. It's just a way for you to network with people that you wouldn't be able to do on a daily basis. But now we can do it on the phone. So that's a beautiful thing. And especially if you were able to meet your wife, like how dope was that? Like, come on, that's fire. Yes, for sure. 100%. That's a beautiful thing. Seriously. So congrats to you on that. That's That's major. Thank yeah. you. We love Instagram. <laughs> That's our son. That's our son. So we want to know what are some of your goals for your music career and for your future in general, because you're more than just a music artist, right? What What's your Mount Everest? What are your plans? I think that's a great question. My, my biggest plan is to, um, I'm trying to intertwine music and film. They go hand in hand. They really do. And I've been, the thing that's been calling me the most is not only the music, but I, I love story. I love telling stories. I love story and telling music. Some of my favorite artists are, are they have one of some of the greatest storytelling songs in rap music history so far. So just putting my music into film like the songs that i have and creating a film around it is something that i want to do even more uh i just finished wrapping up my i think fourth short film that i did for one of my songs called tired and i want to get more into that the telling story part of of music um i'm working on another project an audio project give you a little exclusive solve it out, come out soon, um, of telling a story. So it's, you're not, there's no visual, you're just hearing it. You're hearing the sound effects, you're hearing the background noise. Um, you, you're hearing people at the club or you're hearing a car go past. It's, I'm telling a story about the song that I wrote. Um, so it just, I'm really into telling stories. So that's, the, that's the, like the biggest goal for me. Of course, to be on the biggest platform, the biggest stages in the world, without having to compromise who I am or the messages in my music, but telling it through film as well. Like those are like my biggest goals that I, I want uh, to do. And I know the first thing people say is, "Oh, money, money, money." Don't get me wrong; I love money to use it as a tool to do what I really want. But I know the more creative I am, the money will come. Uh, the more if I'm myself and if I put my all into something I truly believe in, the money will, will come. So I, I just really focus on the art and those, those are my biggest like aspirations or not even aspirate those. That's what I'm working towards now. That's what I'm doing now as far as my biggest goals in music. Yeah. 
Yes, I love that you said the money will come because I'm going to quote a, a family member of mine who is a life coach. His name is Steve Bacon. Shout out to Steve. Shout out to Steve. Shout He's to dedicated. Steve. He is dedicated to helping black and brown communities overcome the trauma that they've accumulated over the years. And one of the best things I've ever heard him say is money is easy. It's the connections you make with everybody else that's going to be the hard part. Wow. If you don't know how to communicate, you don't know how to work with people, you don't know how to uplift people and use their best qualities to help boost where you want to be and them, then it's never going to work. And I love that you just said that. I love that. Wow. No, it's true. Wow. We that, that is the absolute truth. So no, I'm thinking for sharing it. That that is the absolute truth. That that is the, the new currency is relationships with people. Connection. The human connection is human currency. If we haven't learned anything for the pandemic, that should be the number one thing we've learned. Or at least number two, because I know number one thing is health. But number two thing is the human connection. That is like relationships are currency relationship that you built with people because you don't know what people are doing you don't know how what they will turn out you don't know what they will become and if you keep that relationship solid and not only just for favors but just communication period you don't know what it can blossom into so i i definitely truly believe what steve said so shout out to sound out to steve yes so we love that you share your story through your music to help uplift others and here at the mixtape queens we're on a similar path to lift each other up is there any advice that you can give to anybody out there who's listening right now and they need some inspiration they're struggling they're going through hard times what do you have to say to those people um the blues that you may go through is, is only temporary. And the more, whatever your purpose is in life, the more you get closer to that purpose, the harder it gets. Um, you're going to have disappointments. You're going to have failures. You're going to have, uh, downs, you know what I'm saying? But it, it does come back up. Um, uh, but it may go down again. It's a roller coaster all of your emotions and adventures and journeys and lessons. The smartest thing you can do is not give up. I know that's cliche. People say don't give up, but unfortunately doors will uh, shut. Doors, some doors may slam in your face. People are going to walk out of your life. People are going to call you. I've been called stupid. I've been called struggle. I've been laughed at in my face behind my back. They don't know. I know it, but they, but I know it, you know, and there's a lot of times where I had to build in darkness because I felt alone. Family, friends, associates, people, you know, I've been booed, you know, on the stages. I've been literally laughed at. I've been joked on. All of that, all of those things happen. But use those lessons, those negative feelings that you have, those experiences of failures as fuel to keep going. Whatever you got to do to keep going, do it. Do not stop. 
If it's truly your calling, it will not stop calling you. I, I, I saw that quote yesterday. I had to share it on my stories. I forgot who the person, I don't know. I forgot the person who said that, but it's real. If it's truly your call, calling, it will not stop calling you. So regardless of the failures or whatever doubt that you have, it's only temporary. Keep going. Please keep going. So that's, that's the advice that I have. Period. Y'all heard it here on the Mixtape Queens podcast. Yes. Um, our special guest, Descendant. Thank y'all. Yes. Appreciate y'all. Stop sleeping on yourself. Everybody, love yourself. Wake up. You you have everything available to you. There's no excuses anymore. So thank you for that inspiration. And we hope that it reaches somebody that needs to hear it. Also, uh, I truly do too. I have a couple more questions for you. Sure. One, tell us how you picked your name, Descendant. It's funny. I was just, <laughs> I took my name Descendant because I was, I didn't want any gimmicks. My government name is Iron, right? So I was looking up what Ira means. And the first thing that I saw was like Village Watcher. And I was like, yeah, I can't call myself Village Watcher. That it's, And the artist has a rap uh, stage name or rap name. Um, and the second definition had something to do with descending, like descending from. And when I look up descending, it's like lineage, heritage. So I, I looked at that as powerful. It doesn't have any gimmicks. It, 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 it's what my name or what my name means. So that's how I came up with Descendant. Um, yeah, I just, I just looked up what my name meant and that's how I found that. That's beautiful. And shout out to our ancestors, you know, who, who laid the, the groundwork for us to get here, you by know, way. and by the way, uh, shout out to the Smithsonian museum that states all life comes from Africa. And shout out to the truth. That's a fact. I have yet to go to that museum. I need to go. I know. I need to go. But that that is a fact. That is a fact. Yes. So we're going to have all of your links in the description of the podcast below. Um, I, I encourage everybody to go check out Descendant on Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. Yeah, you know, like you're, you're funny. <laughs> Man, I just love your skits and your, you know, you, you do some serious and you balance it out with just funny. You are creative. Like you're not one of those people that's just copying everybody else. You, you're really doing it. So everybody go check out Descendant. How else Thank can you. people find you? Um, I have a website, uh, www.descendantmc.com, um, has everything from my videos show details, merch, um, photos, music. If you want to reach me directly via email, you can, you can do it on my website. Um, Twitter, descendant underscore, underscore, same as for Instagram, TikTok, um, and YouTube. Descendant underscore, underscore is my YouTube channel that has everything from my interviews, podcast interviews to music videos, short films, uh, documentaries with my music in it, um, YouTube shorts, everything, man. Um, Facebook, Descendant Music. Uh, yeah, uh, Descendant Music at gmail.com. Yeah, that's pretty much how you can reach me. Everything. Get yeah, everything. Descendant MC.com. 
Yes, they, we love you. We might have the. And I love y'all. Might have the cop that descendant merch. I want a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just know this all about representing excellence, man. Just just trying to uh, just take back the images uh, from the media of who we are and what we represent. So it's like not only is it excellence, is a mindset, but hey, why not wear it? You know what I'm saying? So wherever you go, people know what you represent. So I'm just trying to just trying to do something different and not have it to be to where you actually want to wear it and not just wear it or just buy it to, to support. But you look at it as like, hey, I actually want to wear this. So I really right. work hard on the designs and, and trying to create something that people are interested in wearing. So I, I thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yes, go get you a descendant shirt because why are you giving your money to these rich corporations who, you know, are having their stuff for really cheap, you know, and charging so much for, you know, these certain brands. I'm not even going to name them and give them any more credit than they deserve. But, you know, support your local small business, support black business, support any small business. And, you know, we believe in that. So thank you so much for thank your time. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for what y'all do. Thank you for your creativity um, on these artworks. Like, it's it's we have to do some collaborations. I know that for sure. Yes. Um, but but really, I really appreciate what y'all do. Women in this uh, industry, not even just industry, but in hip hop culture, has been a very important aspect of my life. Even in, in the beginning of my career with open mics. There's been women who have been having open mics for years. They have women have studios, women who have organizations for the community that I've met throughout my life. Um, from I'm from Virginia, but not only in Virginia, but in North Carolina, in Maryland that I've met, in uh Atlanta that I've met, um, in Houston or Dallas that I've met, um in New York. You know what I'm saying? And now to y'all. So women are like, first of all, they're the number one consumer. And I feel like they're also the backbone of hip hop. Like women are always important. So thank y'all for what y'all do and what y'all will continue to do in the near future. I'm excited to see where y'all take this. And oh, thank you. Thank you. Shout out to all the queens around the world. Absolutely. And we're excited to talk to you more. You know, we want to talk to you more. And this is just the beginning for us. So we're excited to see, you know, what happens in the next few years, in the next five years, 10 years. Let's let's look back at this and have some laughs and right. see where it takes us. See where it takes us. That's <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to. The lap. Yo, I'm around with when we recording that. Like I wanna yeah. have that conversation. <laughs> I wanna have those conversations for sure. Well, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate your energy. We appreciate your knowledge. And you just expressing your love and deep gratitude for the culture. Yes. Period. I, again, I, I can do nothing but give thanks to the people who love the music that I do, um, follow me on social media, who buy the music, who come to the shows, the merch. I am thankful and appreciative to all of you. So thank you all because again, with I am nothing without people, nothing. So I, I give thanks to those who give thanks to me. Yes, yes. All the power to all the people. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and the whole, love the whole yeah. I love y'all too. I love y'all too. Thank y'all again for, for, for this moment, for this opportunity. Absolutely. And we will see you soon and talk to you soon. For sure. I can't wait. Hey, be safe out there, please. Much love. Peace, y'all. Bye-bye.